but yourself If you ain't on that, won't nothing else help Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness You ain't with that, you probably living like savages Health, wealth, knowledge yourself If you ain't on that, won't nothing else help Life, liberty, pursuit of happiness You ain't with that, you probably living like savages What's up, good people? Welcome to episode 138 of the Project Rook Podcast. This is your holistic and common sense pursuit of health and wellness. Over in these parts, we talk in health, wealth, but most importantly, knowledge of self. Who are you? How you living? How you doing? How you moving? How you eating? How you thinking? Yeah. I'm your host, Rook the Great. And if you wonder who the hell told me I'm great, I'm wondering who the hell told you that you are not. What's going on, good people? The Matrix turning up, ain't it? <laughs> One, two, the Matrix coming for you. Oh, you think the Matrix gonna let up? Some of you think you can continue to hide. You can run and hide and play it safe. No, my friend, you don't get it. You've asked for more. And you're going to get the opportunity to play and experience all the things that will birth just that more. Mmm. And all the insight that comes with that, you're going to experience the people, the places, the events that will help draw that out of you, that will help lower your resistance to the things that you're asking for. It's on, baby. It is on. We better figure out, you better figure out what you're going to do when the matrix come for you. Cause, cause see, there's, there's but one way we keep talking about it. When do we, when do we chat about this a month ago? And everybody was, you know, feeling good, feeling like, okay, we moving along now. See what we know for a fact is (sighs) as much game as they've been running, as much as they, they, <laughs> the they, have taken over the narrative of doom and gloom and all this nonsense of put what's equivalent to a pair of drawers on your face and it's going to protect you from the most deadliest thing that we've ever experienced in human history, yada, yada, yada. What we know is with all of that being true, Most of the people are seeing otherwise. I don't care what it look like. I don't care how it seem. Because cause a lot of us, we, we looking at the people that we know personally and the people we're talking about, talking to directly, we're like, God, people are so stupid. And they are, some of them. But I'm telling you, there are more people who are paying attention than it seems. And that little hobo, uh attempt to stick people with a needle it didn't quite go the way they thought the turnout didn't quite work as well as they thought so now 
we're shifting from, hey, go get it and we'll give you some donuts and some beer. We'll give you, you know, a rolled up joint. We'll, you know, give you the opportunity to win thousands of dollars or a million dollar lottery. We've moved from that to, how about this? You are a danger. You're a danger to society. You're a danger to your neighbor. Now you must do it. We're going to make you. You ain't got no other choice. (laughs) So what you going to do now? What you going to do now is the question. This is a question for everybody. If you already know the answer to that, cool. If you don't, might want to think about it. Might want to think about where you stand. Might want to think about where you're going to draw the line. Might want you want to think about what what you're not going to compromise on. You might want to think about how far you allow you 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 willing to let this thing go. The precedents that are being set is really the most troubling and it shows you where how you can put like we already experiencing the zombie apocalypse and the way the cdc got on their website have you seen that yeah go to see just just google it just just google cdc zombie preparedness or 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 zombie apocalypse why would they have that on their website you don't think that's a little odd You don't think it's a little strange? I mean, even in a joking sense, which if you read it, um, doesn't read as though they're joking. You don't find that a little strange? (laughs) This is supposed to be one of the most official governing bodies, authorities, and they have an entire page. Stuff that you can download there's a zombie preparedness poster there's a uh um some information for educators for they can download and have lesson plans for their kids there's a blog Uh, but it's about preparedness is what they say not necessarily about zombie but it's about we're just trying to get you to be prepared for emergencies that's cute that's cute but see when i look up the word zombie (laughs) zombie what are you really saying when you say that someone first is described as a coat a corpse a corpse it is a person who appears to be lifeless and completely unresponsive to their surroundings. I, I, I like I like another definition. It says a, a, a being that responds to stimulus as a person would, but that does not experience consciousness. Well, then shit, if we're looking at it like that, we're already in the zombie apocalypse. That's already taking place right now. So what do you do? What do you do? 
that's the one thing you can control. That's number one. You focus on what you can control. But what I really want to talk about is the one. There is but one health condition, one illness that you can really catch. And that's really the only one that you need to concern yourself with. Because if you catch that one, you damn, man, you damn well likely to catch any of them or catch them all. The deadliest one, what is it? It's the disease of the mind. The disease of the mind, my friend. It's the only health condition that you can catch. Here's the plot twist, though. You got to catch it. You, you have to be a receiver of it. This idea that we have that Johnny and Joanne and my cousin TT is now a threat to me. Think of what is happening psychologically, what you are training people to do. We would all agree that most of us didn't approach social media having a phone as programming right it was something to do it was cool to connect with people all over the world instantaneously real time it it was great technological advancement yes but most didn't sit and think well damn this actually might be kind of training me this might be doing something. It's a mental stimulus that can create the opportunity for an addictive nature that I may possibly lose control of. Most of us didn't look at it that way. The same thing right now. It doesn't appear as though, well, what's the big deal? Just put the face diaper on. It's not a big deal, you know. Just get a cloth one that doesn't fit that tight on your face. It's like putting on a pair of drawers. It's cool. Just, you know, let it ride. We've You've been saying that for over a year now. Is it just that simple? Then, for those who listen, it was just stick out your arm. Let us stick this in you. Now you've done that. Now it's a little bit more. Now we're going to need you to stick your arm out again. Now we're going to need you to put on another face diaper. Put it back on. For how long? We don't know. Could be forever. We don't know. And you're doing this to children. On a human level, on a soul level, how we interact with one another, how we see one another. What do you think the psychological implications are when you're in a state of fear? What you, what you should see in your brother's eye is your own soul. That is what you should see. But if now what you see is equivalent to a zombie, I must stay away. He's a danger. She's a danger to me. They are a threat. What do you think is happening on a psychological level? And how long do you think you can continue doing that where that doesn't magnify? 
just things to ponder. The disease at hand right now is not some imaginary, invisible, invisible, invisible. Have you ever thought about that? Do you know the size of what they're calling the virus? If you were to pull, go to your local lab, you know, chemistry class, wherever, high school, college, you couldn't see it under that microscope. That's how small it is. You have to get a special electron microscope. You don't find that strange that something that tiny could wreak havoc and threaten your life. I keep bringing this up because I'm trying to get you to come back to common sense. Not what you've been taught, not what you've been told, common sense. What do you trust yourself enough to say, well, damn, that really don't make sense to me. Or do you just dismiss it? Does it not make sense to you and you just, you know, whatever, whatever. Something that small. Anyway. So I want to tell you a little story that you may or may not, probably not, have heard of. It's a story about a guy named Mr. Wright. I believe his identity was um, not disclosed just for privacy reasons. But this took place back in 1950s. And there was a UCLA psychologist by the name of uh, Dr. Bruno Klopfer. So he published an article in one of the journals uh, telling about the story of this Mr. Wright. Go with me for a moment, if you will. So Mr. Wright had an advanced case of cancer, cancer of the lymph nodes. He had extreme tumors. I mean, tumors as large as uh, an orange that were in his neck, his groin, and his armpits. He had been, of course, undergoing traditional cancer treatment, radiation, chemo. This, of course, was doing nothing but making him worse. So he was pretty much on his deathbed, Um, very sickly, couldn't get up, hard to breathe. So So his doctor... Uh, by the name of uh, Philip West. So this is Dr. West, right? This is doctor. So Mr. Wright is the patient. Dr. West is his doctor. So Dr. West had pretty much concluded it was just a matter of time. He was about to be out of here. It was not much. There was anything else that they could do at the hospital. And um, around this time, Mr. Wright, the patient, found out that the hospital where he was being treated in Long Beach, California happened to be one of 10 hospitals and research centers in the country that were evaluating this experimental drug that was extracted from horse blood and it was called Cree Biosin. Okay. 
So this was a potential, and it was being it was on trial for being a potential cancer cure. Uh, his doctor, you know, Mr. Wright's doctor, Dr. West, was a little hesitant. I mean, you got a patient who's pretty much on his deathbed, and now he wants to take this experimental drug. But he ended up agreeing, even though Mr. Wright couldn't join the or be a part of the trial, right? Because you had to have at least a three-month life expectancy to be in a trial, and he did not have that. It was just a matter of time, according to the doctors, you know, based on Mr. Wright's condition. Cool. So Dr. West ended up agreeing. On a Friday, they gave the man this injection of Crebiosin. On a Friday, right? This was a Friday. By Monday, he was walking around. He was laughing. He was joking. Dr. West reported that the tumors that the man had had melted like snowballs on a hot stove. Within three days, the tumors were half their original size. And within 10 days... He'd been cured, and he was sent home. Almost like a miracle. If you hadn't been there to see it, you probably would have said it was a lie. However, two months after that, the media reported that the 10 trials that had been going on showed that this experimental drug turned out to be a dud. And it was pretty much useless. That was what was reported on the news. So once Mr. Wright saw the news, his whole world turned upside down. My man is like, what the hell? So I really ain't better. Like, I really didn't cure my cancer because they're saying the drug is useless. Damn. So guess what happened? He immediately relapsed and was back in the hospital. And guess what? The tumors were back. Now, Dr. West, I would have to say, you know, according to this story, story, reading this story, I'm like, okay, I got to give props to Dr. West. And you can look this up too, by the way. Got to give props to Dr. West because he suspected that Mr. Wright's initial positive response was due to the fact of the placebo effect. (laughs) So Dr. West decided since he was already terminal, right? So, I mean, he literally relapsed and was back on his deathbed. Dr. West decided since he, you know, he was already pretty much expected to not have much longer to live, that he would test out his theory that the initial results that he got was just based on placebo effect. He just simply believed that that would have helped him and it it made him better. So Dr. West told Mr. Wright, hey, bruh, don't believe what the news said. That that listen. 
you suffered a relapse because you got a bad batch of the drug. Don't even worry. We got a new, super refined, double strength version of the drug on its way to the hospital. And as soon as it get here, bro, we got you. You ain't got to worry. So, of course, my guy, Mr. Wright was like, bet, okay. A little hopeful, okay, or a lot hopeful, feeling good. So a few days later, he gets the injection. This is the new so-called injection that Dr. West informed him about. But what Dr. West actually did was he filled a syringe with water. That was all that was in it. Again, testing out his theory. And again, Mr. Wright's tumors magically went away. He was able to, he started to get better. Tumors went away. He went home. And for two months, he was back to normal, back to his old self. But after that two-month period, there was an announcement that was made. The American Medical Association came out with an announcement, right, that the drug, that Cree-Biosin, was, in fact, worthless, that it was a hoax, it wasn't a miracle drug, that it was no more than mineral oil, and the manufacturers who were involved in producing that drug were indicted. Guess what happened when Mr. Wright heard the news? Started getting sick. Relapsed. That was it in his mind. He accepted. It's it. It's no way I can be better. It's no way that the cancer is gone because they told me, they told me that this is a hoax and I'm seeing the American Medical Association who's supposed to be the authority in this field confirm this is useless and I'm seeing people be indicted this was a sham I got shammed I took nothing but miracle oil illness returned started to get really sick so he had to go back to the hospital. And two days later, my man was dead. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> now, what is the point of that damn story? Again, you can look it up for yourself. I didn't make it up. What is the point of the story? You know what happened to Mr. Wright? He died of a disease of the mind. See, unbeknownst to him, the second dose that he got was water any damn way. But guess what it did? Guess what it did? He got better, didn't he? Because it was his belief in the thing his belief gave it power this is my message to you let me talk to those right now who have gotten what's going on right now if i was you if i was in your shoes and this applied to anyone 
also who have loved ones that have partaken in this fiasco, right? They put out their arm and they got it. If I was in your shoes, I would program my mind to accept the fact that I got nothing but water in my injection. That's what I would do. And we know for a fact, you can look this up as well, that there were several drugstores, Walgreens included, that received saline. That the shipment of shots that they got were actual saline shots. So we know for a fact that some people did get saline shots. I believe, now if I put on my tinfoil hat, conspiracy theory world, I believe that was intentional to offset some of what we've been witnessing i believe it absolutely that's but that's just my belief that's total theory on my side right but we know for a fact if one store if one drug store one drug company one pharmaceutical company i should say or pharmacy whatever the hell you want to call it in one city in one state experienced this we know it wasn't isolated to just that so what i would do in my mind that's what i would accept i would accept especially if i haven't noticed any changes because it's a lot more it's a lot easier for you to impress upon your subconscious right now see it's gonna be a little might be a little bit tougher for those who already experiencing some sort of reactions or side effects but those who haven't that's what i would plant in my mind and i would believe that and I would put that seed in my fertile ground, which is my subconscious. And I would begin to create some auto-suggestion that every time it came up, every time the idea came up, every time I saw a story about somebody getting sick or having reactions, it would trigger the thought in my mind, shoot, all I got was a saline one. I'm not being funny at all. I'm being serious ass, dead ass, whatever you want to call it. I'm telling what I would do. You do whatever you want to do. We can call placebo effect, whatever we want, whatever makes you feel good. But until we figure out that this game is played in the mind, it is not the thing that becomes detrimental or the thing that becomes beneficial. It is your belief in whether that thing would be detrimental or your belief in whether that thing would be beneficial. That's how it goes. There are things that I believe are not beneficial to me, so I'm not going to partake. There are things that I believe are beneficial to me, so I am. But at the end of the day, mind is all. And I don't know that, that, I mean, I shouldn't say I don't know a great example because I can give you many examples. We could do a whole episode just on, maybe we'll do that. Placebo effects. Give you 20 stories. Same type of things going on. The there's a there's a experimental group, and they are told that they are getting something that will make them better. And because they believe it will, you ain't you ain't you're not following what I'm saying to you right now. This is the greatest game that anybody could ever give you. If you figure out, figure, not figure, figure, figure out. How to make this make sense for you? How that if I 
can but be 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 mindful now we're talking about controlling thoughts controlling your thoughts conscious mind is different from your state of being which is subconscious mind see what happens to me i, I give you an example on how you can draw up different emotions in the body and this tells you what you find to be true or not true okay so if you were to say to me uh oh my god rook you ate that apple and it wasn't even washed girl you gonna mess around to get sick what that would trigger in me the emotions that would trigger in me is <laughs> yeah right <laughs> i love germs dirt is good for me can't get sick off eating no dirt. I am dirt. I came from dirt. That's what would trigger for me. For Johnny, if you were to tell him that, it would stir up. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't believe this mess. It was dirt. Oh, my Lord. Where I don't know how many hands been on this with all this stuff going around. Like, that would, that would trigger up the emotion that, I might be sick soon. There's something to fear. And guess what Johnny going to do that I, I'm not going to do? I'm going to eat. I'm going to finish. I done ate the apple. Let's just say we everybody done finished eating the apple. And it ain't no stop eating it or nothing. It's done. I'm going to go on about my day. And I ain't going to think twice about it. But Johnny going to start thinking those thoughts that have triggered in his mind. See, that's what that suggestion. So he got a suggestion to his subconscious that said, yo, not washing something is dirty. It'll make you sick. His sub subconscious said, yes, yes, it will. And so now Johnny going to start looking for signs. He going he gonna to look for, oh, man, I think my throat. I think, I think my throat getting scratchy with that damn apple I had. He going to start thinking about somebody else he knew from school who ate something that wasn't washed. And now he's thinking about how sick they got. Do you understand what I'm saying? It's you. It's your mind. This is the greatest news that you will ever figure out in all of humanity. This is how you crack the code to the matrix, baby. This is how you do it. This is what I mean by mind is all. So when you start buying into what the government is doing and what whatever is doing is what you believe they're doing. It gets a little, a little bit more tricky because when you start seeing the senses can be very convincing. So when you start seeing chaos, when you start seeing struggle and you start seeing people experiencing certain things, can you shift from that and come back? See the fifth, those five senses ain't going to be able to save you going forward. I mean, we need them cause you in the body, they sensory mechanisms. It, it helps us to gauge our environment. We need all those things, but they ain't going to be able to help you going forward. You're going to have to have more than that. You're going to have to have that sixth sense. You're going to have to be able to go deeper than what it is that you see for yourself. So, if you're worried about catching something, the only thing you need to be thinking about in regard to catching <laughs> is the disease of the mind. What am I taking on from the world? What am I, you know what I like to think, it was, it was a thought that came to me today, and I was thinking about how 
I used to give the dem- the illustration of how I view the subconscious mind. It's like me sitting in a movie theater. And there are different scenes flashing. And I get to choose which scenes I like. Which, scene- which scenes I will pull out of that. But I, but I also like the idea of it- it's almost like you're standing and there's a parade coming by. You see all sorts of shit. You see all you see ratchetness, you see beautiful things, you see violence, you see um love, you see companionship, you see happiness, oh, you see peace over there, you see stupidity over there, and you get to choose. It's like a button you have in your hand. All these coming things coming by on a parade are on their own individual platform. And you get to push a button. For only the things that you want to think about. Only the things that you want to draw into your experience. That's how this works. That's how this works. That's why people get angry. When you're not seeing things the way you the way they see them, they get angry. Why are you happy right now? This is not a time to be happy. Whoa, well when is it? When is the time to be happy? Oh, I gotta wait. I gotta wait until the environment shift. Oh, wow. What if the environment doesn't shift? I'm just stuck. I'm screwed. The things we focus on catching is because these are programs. These are things we've been taught. And if you're ready to break yourself free, we talk about being free in regard to just day-to-day life. But you got to free your mind. Free your mind and the rest will follow. My favorite line, well, I should say one of my favorite lines from The Matrix. Neo is like, so what are you saying? Are you telling me that I can dodge bullets? And Morpheus says, no. I'm saying when you're ready, you won't have to. (laughs) Baby, baby. When you're ready, you won't have to. You ain't got to be worried about no made-up bullshit unless you decide to accept it as truth. And it don't matter how false it is because the moment that you accept it, it becomes true. If you believe that there is this something right now that if you are amongst people and you find out somebody in that group of people, People have tested what they're calling positive. If that triggers in your mind, oh my God, oh my God, this is serious. I might be next. Oh, I hope. Oh man, I remember when uncle, I remember when grandma, I remember when. If it stirs up in you, all of those scenes of what you don't want to be true, baby. Buckle in, because you on your way to just that. You have to practice. You have to practice. You have to practice believing, saying, internalizing what you know to be true, what you've decided truth is. 
There ain't, I have said it before, I said it again. I could walk out the house right now, I could go to the store, and people could start drop, dropping dead right in front of me, and that ain't got nothing to do with me. Not a damn thing. Unfortunate. Somebody better call 911. Help these people. If you can. Ain't got nothing to do with me. Because I know that ain't how it works. I know it ain't how it works. And when I say I know it, I know it's not how it works. And you can give me example after example. It doesn't matter. People will argue. I know it's real. Because I was sick. Okay. Yes, you were. Sick of what? Sick from what? Placebo, nocebo. Yeah, you might want to look into both of those. If the mind can create it, (laughs) if the mind can bring it forth, it also can uncreate it. It It can fix it. If it can create the problem, it can fix the problem. If you've created illness with the mind, you can reverse that sucker with the mind. But if you are partaking in things that you do not believe in, it's no different than people who don't believe that they will be nutritionally sound and healthy eating just fruits and vegetables. They believe that. They go and try it. They find themselves weak or sickly, and I could point to the physical reasons why this is, but we ain't even talking about that today. And and they and they use that as proof. See, I told you, I told you, you didn't tell me nothing. You just proved to me how powerful you are. You just proved to me you are a creator. You just proved to me that mind is all, and you shouldn't do it. That, that you never go against your own logic and your own reason, your own reason, your own common sense. You never go against that. So if you do find yourself partaking in things that you yourself don't believe in, then you shouldn't. That would be reckless. That would be unwise. I wouldn't recommend it at all. But as we kick in the over, as the matrix start kicking in the overdrive, you need to remember that you ain't out here catching nothing other than the disease of your mind. That's all you catching. And if you fall victim to that, ooh, did I use the V word? Mm. Let me rephrase that. If you allow yourself to fall victim to that, you have nobody to blame but yourself. You have to turn your attention away from the things that plant seeds that don't reap what you would like to harvest, baby. You got to turn your attention from that. You have to turn your attention from that. If you keep, it's no different than children. You tell one child, you are phenomenal, you are great, you are unstoppable, you know, you're so beautiful. This child has been, you tell that child that from one years old to five years old versus another kid who's been told, you know, white people don't like you. You know, all white people racist. You know, the whole world looks at you as a thief and a murderer. They think you this and that. You know, you'll never fit in. You always have to work 10 times harder. Don't matter what you do, you're always going to be judged just based on the color of your skin. What you think the result's going to be? 
As a man thinketh, so was he. We've been hearing it our entire life and we still haven't internalized what that really means. Where are my thoughts? What am I thinking all day long? What am I planting into my most fertile ground all day long? And why am I acting surprised when I get the results? That I have asked for. Why am I surprised when I reap what I've sown? That's what really reap what you sow mean. I, I hate to disappoint everybody. People love to take religious and spiritual texts and think it applies to other people. It's all about you. Could it be, you know, is it applicable in other areas? Yeah, yeah. You can always apply things in more than one regard, but it's about you. You will reap as you sow. What are you sowing, my friend? What are you sowing? That's where it starts. We understand the physical plays a role. We got that. We can dig more into that in a separate conversation. We're not talking about the physical right now. We're talking strictly what are you believing? What do you really catch? You catch the disease of the mind. And that tells you that the world, that you are just isolated, damsel in distress in the world. The world is your enemy. The sun is your enemy. Nature is your enemy. The damn air, just cover up. Put on a whole suit from head to toe. Because the air might get you. That's a disease of the mind. And it's going to draw to you like a magnet. The exact thing that you think you're preventing. Don't you find it interesting that the people, it seems like majority of the folks who got caught up in this um, Sharona nonsense. They was like, I, I, I wore my face diaper. I, I wore it all the time. I sanitized all the time. I wiped everything. I didn't bring my groceries in the house till I wiped them down. I didn't go nowhere. I didn't even leave the house and still got it. Now, don't nobody find that <laughs> uh, ironic, interesting, fascinating. You didn't leave the house. I'm talking about some people even stayed by themselves. So what happened? Did it crawl through the vents? It came in through, well, the cracks in the door, cracking the window, cracking the floor. What, what, what happened? Tell, tell us what, tell us more. You did all that. You lived in fear. And what you thought you were saying was, I don't want to get it. I don't want to get it. But vibrationally, you were saying, I want to get it. I want to get it. I'm going to get it. They ain't going to stop when there's, there's mutations and variants and variants and this and it it, is they're not gonna stop because they playing their role that's what they doing it's on you to stop falling for the okie doke get back in the driver's seat and get in control this is why you got you you have no time to comment on anything else right now what am i doing where am i at when i start checking me where do i fall in line 
Am I measuring up to my standards? Not nobody else's standards. To my standards. Mastering me. Can I control my thoughts? And most of us can't. We know that because we can't control what we put in our mouth. We got to start there. No discipline, no ability to bring that flesh under subjection to say, I tell you what we're going to do. I'm not the body and I'm not the mind. I'm going to direct both of you mofos and you're going to fall in line. So, if you out here worried and tripping about all this catching, catching this, catching that, catching, 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 there ain't but one. There ain't but one health condition, health problem, health illness, health disease that one can catch. And that's the disease of the mind, my friend. The disease of the mind. Where you at? Do you ask yourself that? You should be. Where am I at? Where are my thoughts? Where are my thoughts been today? Where do I allow them? Where, where did I allow them to go today? And how do I reel them sucker back in? Let me reel it back in. Get back in the driver's seat. Remind myself what I know to be true. What I know to be true. Sometimes you got to remind yourself. You have to become your own hype man. You got to become that. Because you are the only person that you carry with you every single day at every single moment. So other hype men and hype women, they cool, but can't nobody hype you like you more than you because you are with you. You are you. That That's in your head all day, all, all the time you get to hear from you. So <sighs> comes back again to what was that last week as the matrix turns up. How do you turn in? Still coming back to that, ain't it? I really do want to break down more body stuff. And a lot of that we're going to do more of in the inner circle. Um, shout out to my folks who have already joined. Innercircle.projectrook.com But, you know, I want to get more into the physical part so that you can understand how the body works. What it's doing, what it's not doing, how it's responding to what you've done, how it's responding to the environment. You start understanding these things and you empower yourself because nobody can trick you anymore. You know what your body is doing. You know why it's doing it. But more importantly, you know how to respond. You know how to support it. And you don't go off the rocker doing some crazy shit trying to prevent death because that's really all this is about everybody's scared to die nobody wants to take care of themselves but for some reason we all scared to die so we'll do anything there are people who were so scared of death went and took something that killed them in less than 30 days ain't that something that's that's like wow because again you're going to draw unto you that which you are. And when you are fearful. Yeah. <sighs> the disease of the mind, good people. The disease of the mind. It's what's getting so many people. But the beautiful part about this is what I know for a fact. 
There are going to be so many other people that come out of this so much stronger, so much wiser, so much bolder, with so much more insight and knowledge and power of, of themselves, within themselves. Oh, it's going to be some beauty. I mean, all is beautiful if, if you really look at it. When we look at it from a, in a spiritual lens, all things work together for good. Even the things that a human looks at and says, oh, my God, that's bad or that's tragic. Uh, this game, what is it? It's not a game of flesh and blood. It's just not. And when you start to step back a little bit and you're able to see things that way, you understand. It's not that not to say that you don't have a desire for things to be different or you don't have a desire to help people. You hate to see things go a certain way, but you respect the order. Universal vibrational order. It, it ain't it's something that none of us can get away from. If something was to happen, it, you know, somebody came in, it was like, dang, you know, Rook done tapped out of here. She gone. Don't feel sorry for me. Don't don't feel like oh well she must she must have been doing something where she won't walk in her talk. Listen, on a soul level, we said we out of here and that was it, and that's the bottom line. Ain't ain't no bad. I win either way, but you shackle yourself when you cower and put chains on your mind that says i cannot live comfortable i cannot live free i cannot live joyous i cannot live empowered until the environment says so that's a slippery slope i don't even know if it's a slope it's a death cliff you just fall right into the abyss How you going to win when you ain't right within? Can't. Can't. So when you worrying about, if you worrying about catching something, just keep, just remind yourself, there's only but one thing that I can catch. And I'm in control of that. And that's a disease of the mind. That's all I got for you, good people. Until next time. Peace.